touchdown, Wisconsin. All right, all right, all right, all right. We are back. Another edition of the Rhino Elbert Show. I am your host and fearless leader, Rhino Elberts. And I know what you're all are thinking already. Holy shit, two shows in one week. But um, I don't know, I like to spoil you guys. You know, all, all three of my listeners, I like to spoil. And uh, so, yeah, alas, here we are. And uh, on today's show, we are going to be discussing the 2020 draft results for the Green Bay Packers and I have for those of you who follow me on Twitter I've made it abundantly clear how I feel about the Packers draft this season so I will be sharing my thoughts on those specifically the first three picks of the 2020 draft and before I before I continue with this I, I want to touch base on this a little bit with the people who follow me on Twitter the people I've interacted with on Twitter about the draft uh, there's a huge divide amongst Packers Twitter in in specifics about the results of this draft. And a lot of people, you know, half half of the people hate it, half the people loved it. And for those who love the draft, that's that's fine, that's great. I'm, I'm all about supporting your team. But one thing that I want you guys to be aware of, it's okay to be critical of your team. It's okay to be critical of your, your favorite sports franchise or front office officials, staff, etc. And still be considered a fan of the team I you know one thing I want to just put out there I I do not like the draft I do not like who the Packers took at all so that that doesn't make me a homer that doesn't make me a a fake fan I've been I've been called it's it's just it's okay to have an opinion I understand we live in a a day and age where a lot of people's opinions are frowned upon but if you are a, a person who does not like this draft it's okay to feel like that because this was a ridiculous draft absolutely ridiculous draft uh, going into <clears throat> going into the 2020 draft, uh, you know, I, I discussed this Monday on on the pre-draft show. The the Packers weren't an eight and eight team. They weren't, you know, mediocre. They weren't they weren't middle of the pack. They they were a Final Four team. They made it to the NFC Championship game, which means you were among the top four teams in the entire league. And they, they it wasn't a fluke. They didn't get there by by chance, uh, they they were a solid team all year. They beat some good teams throughout the season. They beat the Bears twice. They beat the Vikings twice. They beat the Seahawks at home in the playoffs. So uh, this this was not a fluke by by any stretch of the imagination. They were a good team, which means they were right there, knocking on the doorstep of another championship. They were a few pieces away. And as I discussed on Monday, the biggest pieces that they were missing were wide receiver. Uh, I, I would I wouldn't call it secondary as much. I would say middle linebacker position in specifics, and then probably offensive line. They were a little weak at just due to some offseason departures. Uh, with that being said, the Packers decided to go a completely different route as opposed to <clears throat> excuse me as opposed to addressing the the small holes they had in the roster in order to take that next step up to championship ready. Uh, they they went with another approach, and that's draft for the future. And that's another thing I discussed on my show Monday is is the difference, or lack thereof, I don't think there is a difference in the phrase drafting for the future and drafting for now. I think those are two things that can be accomplished at the same time. Uh, you can't tell me had the Packers addressed their needs now that it still wouldn't have helped the team in the long run. I, I do get the point that the Packers have to address the quarterback position at some point in time. Rodgers is 
36 going on 37 this season. However, I don't think that was something that needed to be done now. I would completely have understood the pick if the Packers were, you know, picking at 14 or 15 and they were 7 and 9 or 8 and 8 and just completely missed out on the playoffs and just were nowhere near being a championship ready team. I would I would completely get the first 3 picks. I would I would have completely gotten the entire draft if that were the case. If that were the case, this probably would have been a phenomenal draft for the Packers. But the position that they were in and what they needed to do in order to get over the hump, this was a very, very bad draft for them. And it all starts with with the first round selection at, at 26 overall, Jordan Love out of Utah State. I absolutely hated this pick. Um, if, if you wanted to address the quarterback position right away, this probably was not the guy to do it. He's a project quarterback. Uh, if, if you were hoping that he was going to start in the next year or two, he would not be he would not be ready to start. He would not be ready to take over an NFL franchise. Now, his 2008 year, or 18 year, excuse me, in Utah State was was phenomenal. Uh, he threw for 3,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. Very, very good year. However, his senior year, 2019, abysmal. Uh, threw for 3,400 yards, 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. The one stat that really jumped off the page for Jordan Love with me is 45% completion percentage against man coverage. It was the eighth worst completion percentage against man coverage in all of Division I football. This is the quarterback that you decided was going to be the next franchise piece behind Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I, I get I get the fact that they were in love with Jordan Jordan Love and I, I get the fact that they wanted a quarterback it's it kind of from everything that's been said after the draft it seems like they were going into this draft with their mindset on taking a quarterback in the first round regardless of what their need was and I I find that to be a little troublesome I I'm going to keep driving home the fact that this team was right there the best team in the NFC right now is the San Francisco 49ers and I understand what Tampa's done bringing in Brady, bringing in Gronk. They've got a slew of offensive weapons already. I, you're not going to put Tampa Bay as the best team in, in the NFC right now. They obviously have the potential to become that, but they're not right now. So last year in the NFC Championship game, the 49ers boat raced the Packers, just absolutely destroyed them. And the two glooming issues that you could see right away from kickoff with this team is, A, on offense, they had nobody to get open and throw the ball to, B, they could not stop the run. So if you're looking at this team from the outside, you're saying, okay, we're behind the 49ers. We're obviously not as good as them. What can we do to become as good, if not better than them? Well, we can address the wide receiver position. We can address our run defense. The first two picks in this draft could have been farther from that. Couldn't have been farther from that. Now, back to the Jordan Love pick, the the other thing that, that just really does not make sense to me, the one thing that I do not like whatsoever about this pick, is if you are if you truly are planning on keeping him and making him the next franchise quarterback, you're assuming that he's going to be starting year three, which is 2022. Or after, excuse me, after 2022. You're, you're assuming he's going to be starting after his third year because rookie contracts are four-year contracts with a fifth-year option. So... Usually a, a contract extension for a rookie quarterback happens after his third season. That's when you start seeing the extensions come through, uh, the, the bigger contracts, 
guys getting paid what they deserve to be getting paid. Now, if if that's the case, then you're already looking at getting rid of Rodgers after the 2022 season. And if you look at Rodgers' contract, Rodgers is under contract until 2023. After the 2023 season, he will be an unrestricted free agent with no options. And that's if they don't give him any kind of extension. There is a contract out option after the 2022 year, which is where this is really starting to add up and seem like they are going to be going with Jordan Love for the future after the 2022 season. And that this is where things really start to get fishy for me. A, if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers after the 2022 season, you have an $18 million dead cap hit on your payroll. And this is already a team that is looking at future contracts and looking at current cap numbers are already in money issues. Now, obviously, if you get rid of Aaron Rodgers, you're going to have a lot more money on your on your on your books. But I mean, why are why are we making those assumptions now? And that's that's also assuming that Aaron Rodgers doesn't light it up. I mean, you're you're already sticking a fork in in a, a top ten all time quarterback. He had a he had a decent year in 2019. I I don't understand the whole argument that he is, you know, he's he's fallen off. The, the pedestal, he's taken a step back. He he was in a, a new offensive system with a rookie head coach and really not a whole lot of weapons. So the statistical output that Rodgers had last year is, is actually pretty solid for a 36-year-old in a brand new offensive system. Now, yes, he is going to be getting Equinemus St. Brown back and Devin Funches was added to the wide receiving core. Uh, what Devin Funches you get is, is obviously yet to be determined, but there still is a possibility that Rodgers can come out and get back to quintessential Rodgers, where he's putting up historic numbers and he's lighting up the scoreboards. It, it, what if he does that for the next couple of years? You know, if, if he has three good years, healthy years, are you just going to be like, all right, well, later, man. You're not our quarterback anymore. Sorry, bud. Uh, thank you for everything you did for us, but we're going to go with Jordan Love, who we don't even know if he's NFL ready yet. But um, yeah, see you later pack your bags. So obviously these are all ifs, but if Rogers comes back and, and plays good, then what? Then this entire idea, this entire concept, it just gets thrown in the garbage. I mean, you, you can't let a hall of fame quarterback just walk to, to start a new guy. I mean, and Let's let's touch base on the on the far of Rodgers comparison when the Packers took Aaron Rodgers with the 20, 24th or 26th pick in 05. This doesn't compare. And I, I really get, I'm, I'm getting sick of people using that that draft pick as a comparison. You had Brett Favre, who was flirting with retirement already, and he was he was aging. He, I, I believe he was 35 or 36 at the time as well. But you had no idea whether or not your franchise quarterback was even coming back that year, let alone the following year. And on top of that, Aaron Rodgers was projected as the number one overall pick. He was supposed to be picked by the San Francisco 49ers number one overall, and they ended up going with Alex Smith instead. None of the other teams in front of them wanted a quarterback, needed a quarterback, etc. So he fell into the Packers' lap. Jordan Love didn't fall into the Packers' lap. They traded up to get him. When there's, there's a possibility that he could have been there at 30. But you know what? If he's not there at 30... Look at another quarterback. Look at another quarterback later in the draft in the third or fourth round. You know, Jake Fromm fell to, I believe, the fourth or fifth round uh, over the weekend. He could have been a decent project quarterback. If you're going to pick a project who's going to sit for years, don't do it in the first round. It doesn't make any sense. Use that pick to address needs. 
Patrick Queen was there from LSU. Move up and get him. Shore up that middle linebacker position. And I'm, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth all over the place here, but we're back to the point. Brian Gutekunst's first two first-round picks have been project players. The first project does not look like it's going to work out. Obviously, he needs more time to develop, but we're, we're going off of back-to-back project players now in this, in this draft for Brian Gutekunst, and that's, that's not a good sign. If you want to draft for the future, do it, do it in the later rounds. You can draft for the future, and you can draft for right now in, in the same draft. Close that gap between the 49ers and the Packers with what you need and then go out and draft for the future. The second round pick, uh, A.J. Dillon out of Boston College. Solid running back. Had a great year in 2019. But making that pick, now you're assuming that they're not bringing back Jamal Williams for some odd reason. Jamal Williams is a solid number two. He's a solid backup. He can come in in, in situations where Aaron Jones may be hurt or cannot start and be an actual starting quality running back. And he's, he's a, a wonderful one-two punch behind Aaron Jones in the backfield. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a phenomenal weapon. So now we're taking a, a running back in the second round, and we're just, all right, thank you thank you for your contributions, Jamal. Get out of here. We got another guy. When You, you didn't need to do that. And, I mean, on, on top of that, why can't Jamal Williams be a part of your future? He's young. He's only been in the league for a couple of years. Or if you keep him, then what was the point of taking A.J. Dillon in the second round? It just, I don't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Back, back to Jordan Love. Back to, now, a lot of the pros on Jordan Love, he, he's got a, he's got a pro quality arm now. His deep ball is phenomenal. His deep ball accuracy is phenomenal. Uh, the biggest question marks with him are his decision making. Obviously, we saw last year we threw 17 interceptions. Now, he was in a new offensive system at Utah State, which, you know, if you, it's not a good sign for a quarterback if you go from one system to another and your your production declines that bad. You go from 35, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, to cutting the one number in half almost and tripling the other number. That's that's not that's not a good sign. I I, I can't imagine that a lot of the teams wanted love in between the 26th and 30th pick. I know there was a lot of people who were wanting to trade up from the second round, specifically New England. Uh, New England had their eye on, on Jordan Love. I Trading up to get him, trading away that, that draft capital and using it on a position that was probably at the bottom of your list for need is just silly to me. Uh, you know, this, this team has been doing this since, since 2005 when Rodgers was drafted. Uh, they've, been, they've been drafting for the future and not drafting for now. And that's gotten them one, one Super Bowl. One appearance, one victory. When you could have been putting the pieces around Rodgers that he needs to succeed and bringing home more Super I mean, that's the point of playing the game is to win the Super Bowl. You're not just going to, all right, well, we're going to go out here and be 10-6 this year. It is what it is. No team does that. Even the Cincinnati Bengals are somebody in that locker room, somebody in that front office saying, all right, what do we have to do to win the Super Bowl this year? Every team does that. So when you when you make these these selections, the first three selections that the Packers did in this draft, to me that's not saying, all right, what do we need to do to win the Super Bowl this year? Because you're not closing the gap between you and the teams that are better than you. Third pick overall. I mean, it's 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 not a horrible pick, but the tight end position is probably something that did need to be addressed 
And again, another project player, a guy that was projected to go in the in the fifth or sixth round, and you take him at at three. Decent production at Cincinnati, decent combine, not the fastest, not the biggest, but had decent numbers. But I, I don't know. It's it's frustrating to watch because, and I'm I'm sure there's a little bit of bias in here. Nobody wants to to think about or envision life after Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was a time when nobody wanted to see Aaron Rodgers start. They wanted to see Brett Favre come back and, and play the 2008 season. So yeah, that sucks. That goes into a lot of the emotion behind it for people. But when you're you're looking at it the way it is right now with Aaron Rodgers healthy, for the most part, healthy, uh, still putting up quality numbers, still producing the way he needs to produce and not flirting with the idea of retirement... Why Why address that now? Why go out in the first round and take what you think is going to be his successor? Now, obviously, you can't have everything you want. I mean, a lot of the fans wanted somebody uh, from, from this very deep wide receiver class coming to Green Bay out of the first round. And that, that didn't have to happen, but you could, have, you could have addressed the needs in the first and second round. You could have gone wide receiver in the second round. That would, that would have made the, the Jordan Love pick a little bit easier to swallow. Um, but, I mean, if you, you look at all of the other playoff caliber teams in this draft, almost all of them improved. The Vikings, the Ravens, the Saints, the Chiefs, Seattle. All of them went out there and had phenomenal drafts. All of them went out there and did what they arguably need to do to close the gap between them and the teams that are better than them. They add, I mean, the Vikings, in my opinion, the Vikings had the best draft in the entire league. Uh, both of their huge departures from the offseason, they replaced in the first round. And they, they went out and attacked the draft in the second, third round and, and kept adding pieces that they need. The Vikings are going to be a very formidable team in, in 2020. The Packers are a question mark. They're a good team. They're a great team. But... Are they going to be able to be better than what they were? Because obviously they weren't good enough in 2019 to get the job done. So are they going to be better in 2019 or 2020 than they were in 2019? I, I can't answer that with a yes. Because the pieces that they're missing weren't addressed. If Equinemus St. Brown comes back and, and produces the way he showed he could produce in 2018, that's fine. If Devin Funches comes into camp in shape, and gets rid of his butterfingers issue, that's fine. Then obviously you have a more improved wide receiving core in Green Bay. But those are just as big of ifs as addressing your quarterback in the first round. Why not attack the the now in the first couple rounds and attack the later in the second half of the draft? In the, in the 15 years, 15, 16 years Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay, they have drafted... Zero wide receivers and zero running backs in the first round. All of their weapons have come from the second round or late. And I, I, you know, a lot of people are going to say, well, they got Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, Eddie Lacy. That's fine. Those worked out the way they, they were supposed to work out, but why, why not roll the dice on another one? Why not? I don't, I don't, I'm kind of rambling at this point, but I just, I, you, you could have made your team elite you could have you could have put the stamp on closing that gap with this draft that's all you had to do with this draft is draft the pieces you needed and they were small pieces it's not like this this team had gaping holes that 
was going to take years to fill. But at the end of the day, Brian Gutekunst, Gutekunst drafted his team for the 2023 season, the 2022 season. That's what he drafted. He drafted what he envisions his team being in three years. And I, I would absolutely love it if Jordan Love came in and was the third Hall of Fame quarterback in a row. Obviously, the odds of that happening are very slim to none. That's that's probably not going to happen. But I, I would love that. You know, and I'm, I'm not saying I don't want to see Jordan Love succeed. If he's if he's the quarterback of the future, if he's taking over this team for the 2022 or 23 season, what have you, I hope he's one of the best in the league. But that's three, four years from now. I want to see this team win a ring this year. Uh, the rest of the draft was, I don't know, it was, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not one to pay attention to fourth round picks or later. I know they snagged a couple of guards and a center uh, trying to get that O-line depth up, which is, which is a, that, I mean, I, I like that idea. I like trying to make your O-line as deep as possible, especially with Aaron Rodgers. The, the way he's performing now with his, with his legs, he's not the same. He's not as fast as he was, uh, not as elusive as he once was. So that I don't mind at all. It's just the, the first three picks, the most important picks of this draft, I, I, I would have to give them a D- minus for the, the grade there. I mean, I've seen a lot of A's for the Jordan Love pick, but, I mean, it's not a good pick. He's not a first-round caliber quarterback. He's not capable of taking over a team right now. He's a project. You don't take in today's NFL, you don't take project quarterbacks in the first round unless you're a bad franchise. Then you take project quarterbacks in the first round. Or if you're a four and twelve team, then you take a project quarterback in the first round. A thirteen and three team doesn't take a project quarterback in the first round when they still have three or four good years out of their Hall of Fame quarterback under center right now. All right, so that was my rant about the NFL draft, uh, the Packers' first couple of rounds. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully the offseason acquisitions uh, for the wide receiver core are what we hope they are, and they allow Rodgers a little bit uh, a little bit more ease in the pocket throwing. I mean, Devontae can't be your only option, especially if he gets hurt again. And hopefully the, the other picks that follow are exactly what they expect them to be but uh, I, I don't think Green Bay is going to be better in 2020. Unless somebody has a breakout year, I don't think they're going to be better. I think they're going to be right there where they were last year, 12-4, and 13-3 and three team, potential division contenders, and depending on how they perform in the playoffs, I mean, they could be back in the NFC Championship game again. I don't know. That's Obviously, that's a long ways away. So, yeah, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll get back at it next week.